received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Featuring Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC Kansas City edition of the Gamblue Bout Business Podcast. Tremendous UFC event last week. Besides deriving a small profit on the fights, our listenership hit levels we've not reached before. Thank you so much to everyone who regards themselves a fight enthusiast and tunes in each week to hear an old saddle chime about fights. Help us by telling your friends to tune in. Now, last week's This Fights on Us winner, Sean Burrell. Congratulations, Sean. Thank you so much for listening. The next numbered event is in a couple of weeks. We will continue to, with our friends at Green Roll Media, offer one lucky listener that follows the prerequisites we ask them to by disclosing on Instagram our podcast. It's in essence an $80 value. Sean, thanks again for listening. Last week, the podcast, besides being 12 minutes too long, and I will address that, ran two and two. We pick up 0.33 of a unit. It's better than losing anything. Standing 27 and 24 for the year, not so bad, realizing that the favorites so far this year, 80, 36, and 9, 64% favorite. If anything, what's interesting is the amount of no contest and picks, nine fights of 100, That's or just above 100, that, that's an unusually high number. Getting back to our business, 27-24, we're up 8.44 units, 53%, 16% ROI. That's a great number. We'll take it. We're just starting the second quarter of 23. We have a small profit. Let's invest that, compound it, and take more units into the following week's production. Futures, two of them will be used today, so I will get to those in the round breakdown, leaving us one, and that's the Colby Covington against Leon Edwards fight. That has to take place by the end of the year. That's still readily available at the price we handed out Colby minus 110. At this juncture, our only aspiration is that they get that fight done. But I think Leon Edwards is going to do everything he can do to shuck and jive and move and try and avoid fighting Covington. More later. Now, without further ado, one last note. I'm unable to get the gamblue.com webpage up for hockey. The hockey playoffs begin on Monday. 
the easiest way for me to be able to translate my releases, futures, series prices, etc., to anyone that may be interested will be to broadcast them via the Instagram social medium where you can find me at Gamblu. It's just the name Gamblu. So hockey, which begins Monday, you can find all my futures, all my positions. They will be official positions. Just as I record everything for the podcast, so too does all the sports I work become recorded. And so the official hockey will be found on Instagram. Thank you for tuning into that. And now, without further ado, let's move into UFC Kansas City, round one. Round one, first fight, Bantamweights. And it's one of the future positions given a week or two ago. Lucy Pudilova, the Czechoslovakian fighter, taking on the gal from Panama, Jocelyn Edwards. We took Edwards plus 130 a week ago. She's plus 110 or plus 115 now. She was the last one on the scale today, missing weight by a half a pound. She weighed in at 136 and a half. She's traditionally had trouble making 135 because she's a big woman. And we took her for a couple reasons in this fight. Number one, I think the price is wrong. Based on Edwards' size, the fact that she's had five UFC bouts, good competition, and she's won her last two coming into this fight. She's fighting a gal in Pudelova that's a good grappler, got some striking, but she's in her second UFC fight, her debut, which was a finish against a Chinese fighter named Wu, I don't regard Wu as really a capable level of opponent based on what Jocelyn Edwards has already faced. Plus, Pudilova in other fights seems to be a decision machine. In my opinion, I think the wrong girl may be favored here. Jocelyn Edwards, round one, plus 130 if you took it last week, plus 115 if you're listening now. Take that before this fight goes off as a pick'em. I think Edwards has a lot to be said for her in this matchup. Now let's move into round two. Round two, we're going to go to Zach Cummings, Ed Herman, in the most perplexing fight I've seen in a long time. And we're in some dangerous water here because on occasion, it's not happened to me in a long time. I end up releasing someone ends up looking so bad that I want to jump off a bridge because it looks like I've never handicapped fights before. This fight has that written all over it. And I say that jokingly, of course. Zach Cummings, traditionally a middleweight, fighting at 185, 38 years old. His last competition, August of 2020. Since then, he's been out dealing with back surgery, major time off, as well, this fight against Ed Herman is competed at 205 pounds. If you looked at Cummings on the scale this morning, you almost didn't recognize him. He looks like a different man. And for a guy fighting Herman, 
Herman's been active. He's had two fights since Zach Cummings has been off. In his last fight, a three-round decision loss to Lonzo Menafield. Herman's been busy. He's been in the fire. He's a natural 205-er. And Cummings, off such a layoff, off back surgery, comes this kind of favorite. He opened 250. Now he's two and a quarter, meaning Ed Herman can still be had at plus 190 to plus 200 territory. I may regret this later. And though Herman's 42 to Cummings 38, I'll take the active fighter, the guy that's been busy, the guy that's been in the fire. That loss to Menefield is a vote to me for Ed Herman. Round two, Ed Herman, plus we'll call it 195. Now let's move into round three. Round three, maybe one of the better fights on the whole card. Flyweights, you know right where I'm going, Brandon Royval and Mateus Nicolau. Nicolau, the Brazilian, enters in great momentum, beating the last four guys, Cape, Elliot, Dvorak, Schnell. I'd say Schnell's the one that's least impressive there. Dvorak, quite impressive. Nikolau, good striking. BJJ practitioner, 19-2-1. Opens minus 145. But boy, they're betting him like they got tomorrow's sports page because he's now minus 205, still kind of climbing. In Roy Val, we have a fighter that I handicap every bit as potent and capable as Nikolau. I mean, when you look at the numbers behind this fight, both guys 30 years old, so, you know, at or approaching their prime. Brandon Royval, 14 and 6. Yeah, he's got a few blemishes on his record, but losses to Pantoja and Moreno, nothing to sneeze at. And they were some time ago. He's in, on the improve, winning his last two fights, Bontorin and Snell. In this fight, Royval, we're going to have the kid with three inches of height, nine inches of reach, a southpaw, size advantage, aggression advantage. Royval is reckless and mean and takes the fight to opponents. Nikolau, the BJJ practitioner, is feeling like he wants to receive that pressure and just like a BJJ practitioner can, use it against Royval. Should be a dynamic clash of styles. However, I believe this fight should be lined where it was at openers with Nikolau minus 145, minus 160, okay. But now getting way up into the 200 level, you're giving me too much reason to like Brandon Royval. So we will take the bait and in round three, Brandon Royval plus 180 currently at DraftKings. Now let's move into round four. Round four, this thing's gonna be a car crash. 205 pound light heavyweight limit, Ian the Hulk Kutalaba, the Moldavian madman, against Tanner the Bulldozer Bozer, a Canadian assassin. Bozer's moving down from heavyweight, hits the scales today, 203. Bozer's gonna have speed. He's a precision striker at heavyweight. He was undersized and had to be. At light heavyweight, I believe the speed translates. I believe his precision 
translates. His cardio was there at heavyweight. Surely it'll be here in the leaner, meaner model. Bozer will take the fight to Kutalaba, and we know Kutalaba, a guy that as soon as the bell rings, loses his mind and turns into a buzzsaw trying to knock people out with winging, wild, telegraphed power punches. If we could count on Kutalaba using Fight IQ and being coachable, he would use the sambo and the wrestling and the grappling skills that he comes equipped with and use them on Bozer in this fight because that's Bozer's weakness. In fact, he don't, he doesn't even know how to spell wrestling. But Kutalaba is going to acquiesce Tanner Bozer, and he's going to go out there and try and knock his head off. We got to get to round two here because Kutalaba is dangerous for five minutes. But if we can get Bozer to navigate this fight into the second round, the speed difference, the footwork difference, the level of expertise and overall mixed martial arts skills will be on display from the Canadian painting the fence of Ayan Kutalaba. In a fight that I think was lined correctly at openers, Tanner Bozer minus 160 to Ian Kutalaba plus 140, we've had a line switch. So somewhere there's a lot of power betting Kutalaba, God bless them, because they've now turned this price. We caught it last week in a future Bozer plus 105. I could hardly believe what I was looking at then. And those that didn't get it then get a 5% increase in price because today, round four, Tanner Bozer plus 110. Now let's move into round five. Round five is our parlay. Seems like we have one a week, but with favorites running 65% almost, it seems foolish not to try and take advantage of guys that I believe are in advantageous positions. They just have to carry a negative next to the price of their fight. First leg, undercard, featherweights. Let's go to Bill Algeo against TJ Brown. This is a pure fade of Brown. I think he's a dubious UFC talent. And really, when I look at Algeo, I look at a legitimate UFC talent. He's coming off a split decision loss to Andre Feely that I don't know was really a loss. I think he should feel encouraged coming in off that. Priced at minus 190, I think Aljo, who opened minus 150, is the rightful favorite here, and I agree with his price move. Leg one of the parlay, Bill Aljo minus 190, and we'll take him. Up to the main event, of course, we want to be active in the last fight. And we're going to team him with, yep, the favorite, Max Holloway, currently priced minus 175. Listen, Allen's getting a lot of respect here, but that respect that Allen's getting and he's earned is manifesting itself as a really advantageous price on a guy in Holloway who I believe has waning skills, but they just not waned enough for him to be considered or regarded anything other than the best featherweight living right now next to Alex Volkanovsky. 
I think this has decision written all over it. I don't know how Allen's going to be able to close distance, get inside to work power punching or wrestling with Holloway peppering him with volume from afar. So round five, simple parlay. Aljo minus 190, Holloway minus 175. One unit invested brings back 1.4 units to close down the last cut. I like dogs in this card, fight enthusiasts. And Pedro Munoz, plus 170. That guy's experience and who he's been in with, Gutierrez is going to have to prove it to me. Now, yeah, Gutierrez is younger. He's three inches taller, got a little reach advantage, but he's going to have to prove it to me. This is not a release. But Munoz, I just would like to disclose, he's the last guy that got cut from this card. Lastly, Puck Passion Monday. Please find me on Instagram if interested. Other than that, thank you for listening and enjoy the fight. Locked into Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. All the superlatives. Oh, oh, is ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.